Hola, I am Uncle Bill, the safety jackass. Uh, I have a small company named Safety Malcontent, and my title is Safety Malcontent. Um, I am definitely not worth listening to, and this will be a boring however long it is. How's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, not bad. Uh, okay. What's making you malcontent these days? <laughs> um, See, that's a setup right there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I like put it on the tee for you. you can... <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's like every time I go online and I make a statement about something that uh, the safety industry or the safety profession might want to look at to improve, you know, for self-improvement. I seem to cheese off a lot of people, right? <laughs> and I love to cheese off. That's that's actually right? is that like a like a, a California thing? There, I've never yes, heard of that yes. one. Yes, cheese yeah. off is a is a word from nineteen uh, seventies California, which means that you could hear it in Austin, Texas, in nineteen ninety seven. Oh yes, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the delay. Yeah, it's the delay, but but also in nineteen ninety seven in uh austin you could get jello shots so you know worth the trip yeah well it's Um, still bat city so it's worth the trip (laughs) right um so here's the thing uh the the assp has decided that they want to change their governance so that they can be more agile for the future and I've been asking questions about that and not, not really getting answers. And so we've, we put off the vote uh, to do this. And in the meanwhile, a lot of things have changed, right? So if you're worried about uh, uh, Safety Connect giving away uh, 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 continuing education units for free. Uh-huh. Well, that's not something to worry about when the BCSP starts having uh, an international conference and, and tries to make it so that you don't even need to be a member of ASSP to enhance your certification, right? Because yeah. one, once they have an international conference paying dues to them, get you those recertifications and the the thing is i start saying things like well but the whole ceu thing has has gone the way of the dodo because you know the name is continuing education unit so it implies that there's education involved but they're they're given away for registration they're not given away for education uh-huh. Right. Uh, OSHA says that an education program must have a pretest, a learning component, and a post test, right, to validate that some new knowledge has been gained. Yeah. We don't do any of those things to get CEUs currently, right? They're a commodity. And now the value of that commodity has been greatly diminished. But that's okay, because we're not saying the value of knowledge 
is diminished. We're, we're not saying the value of learning is diminished. We're, we're saying the value of the CEU is diminished. Who cares? They, I, I kind of, uh, and, and excuse to, to, to like break in a thought there, uh, but it seems like you may have a straw or, or I should say a, a, a spoon and there's a pot here that you're stirring pretty good. Oh, thank <laughs> that, you. Thank that you is stirring. Yes. Because you, in, in just a brief moment I'm there. I'm not cabbage patching, I'm stirring. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you just well, dated yourself right there. <laughs> Yes, because I remember it, so I'm dating myself as well. But truly, well, with the um, the the CSPs and and all the other designations out there, and there's a whole bunch of them. Um, yes, they're money making, and they've got to have you know they want to prove that they are truly you know the designation, if you will. But you are so right with the uh, with the continuing education and the key term is being education and not participation. Uh, that's right. why I believe they switched to the point system. Uh, exactly. And, and who assigns the points? Recertification points are assigned by the BCSP. There is no third party. So mm-hmm. how is this valid? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what I've proposed to ASSP is, why don't we distance ourselves from these folks and distance ourselves from the CEU? We're not distancing ourselves from education, right? We're not distancing ourselves from growth and learning. We're just distancing ourselves from the whole apparatus that has been built up about you know, the pay to play system that is in place. Right. What's the incentive to do that for them? It doesn't seem to be an incentive enough because uh, the partnership and I'm not, you know, I don't know the details of the partnership, but from an outsider looking in, uh, it seems like the two entities are pretty deep in in each other's, you know, I don't know if it's pocket or hip, (laughs) but they, they seem to be attached at the hip to me on the outsider looking in. From the outside looking in, it does look like that. But I want to I throw a couple of ideas at you. Uh, previously, 15 years ago, you would approach BCSP, sign up, get evaluated magically to be able to take a test, right? You meet the criteria, uh, whatever that criteria is. Let's not even talk about the criteria right now, but you meet it. So you're able to purchase the test and take it. And if you pass it, then you are certified. Yep. And then every five years, you have to turn in a recertification worksheet, right? Which can include things like being a member of uh, some form of national or international uh, 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 professional safety organization that holds a conference annually, yeah. Uh, being an officer in that organization, being yeah. an officer in the BCSP, volunteering to help the BCSP with something, volunteering to help some safety association, organization, or society with something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> taking classes, <clears throat> writing books, writing papers, et cetera, et cetera, right? These are where yeah. you get the to contributions to the Right. to the, um, the community and 
Uh, in some cases, you have categories. If you train the trainer and you teach to right. train the trainer, then you're going to get a certain amount of points. And then they, they cap the exactly. points where you can only get a max in this category to game it up, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Totally understand. And, and there is nothing wrong with them setting a system that they like and approve of to do that, right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I am saying is that one, you have to understand that once the BCSP started giving recertification points and CEUs for things, that relationship got muddy. Now that the BCSP has announced their annual seminar, uh, you can see that any any safety professional that wanted to keep their status and had limited resources might only pay one organization rather than both organizations their annual dues. Right. Yeah. There's now a choice being made. Right. And so the only way, uh, uh, let me take a step back. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I know you got to be political too, so you got to watch well, that as well. No, it, it, it's not so much about being political as I'm so stupid, I have to form my words correctly. Um, people exchange money for value, right? Mm-hmm. And right now, the value is the CEU and the recertification point and maintaining your, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, work permit or professional certification. Okay? Yeah. But what you and I have seen, and, and we, have, we have different backgrounds, right? You have a master's degree. I'm a high school dropout. Okay? We're different people. But in an effort to stylize the product offering, right? And ensure that people who will continue to pay for certifications get started early. I think there have been some changes of late that you may or may not uh, agree are damaging. Mm -hmm. Things like the graduate safety professional, right? So if I've, if I've got my degree in safety and occupational health, yeah. why do I need a certificate that doesn't require me to take a test or anything that just says, yes, I do actually have this degree, right? It's the verification of the degree. It's like, uh, no, not only oh. do I have the degree, but here, point here, and I can show See, you by these letters. letters. I've got letters and the last one is a P, which stands for professional, right? Um, Now, in exchange for that money, you get to not have to take the ASP test. You only have to take the CSP test to get your vaunted CSP. Now, every year, IOSH, ASSP, the BCSP all do these studies right or or surveys 
And we ask all the practitioners and professionals out there, what are the most important things that a safety professional must have? And we come back with things like integrity, ethics, the ability to communicate, empathy, uh, humble inquiry, right? Leadership, things like this. Yeah. None of these things are prerequisites. None of these things are on any of the certification exams. None of these things have any sort of verification or validation. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's talk about ethics. In theory, uh, an ethical professional must admit when he or she is wrong. Does that seem reasonable? That seems reasonable. Would you also think that they must admit when the industry or profession is wrong? Yes. And it goes even uh, beyond, or I should say even before that, is okay. when you, you know, you, you're even trying to make decisions. Uh, and if you know your decisions are going to be impacting either for the wrong reasons, such as the, you know, the bottom line, the money uh, versus the actual, you know, the, your, your, in this case, it's, it's going to be clients, which is, you know, the people who are getting the certificates in the interest of your clients, in the interest of your associate members. Well, and, and we have to understand that there's a difference between fiduciary responsibilities, which have to do with what I owe to people who pay me money and well, excuse me, what I have to do for people who pay me money and trust me to provide them a service, right? Uh, and ethics, which is just about doing the right thing, right? So the ethical code at the BCSP, and uh, we don't call it an ethical code at the ASSP, we call it something else. Uh, I don't remember. But both of these state that you're not supposed to say bad things about safety or the profession. Yeah. Well, so it, are our ethical codes unethical? Let's see, one of those questions. Right? I mean, you know, if, if God is all powerful, can he make a, a microwave a burrito so hot that he himself can't eat it? Right? <laughs> it, but so, so ethics are a thorny thing. And they are, it is very difficult to measure someone's understanding of ethics with an online multiple guest test. So shouldn't we, uh, you know, an industry that is saying, hey, we want to strive for zero errors. We want to improve by 1%. Shouldn't we be trying to improve our own processes? Every day. Right? Shouldn't we, if we're going to judge others, by only failure, which is wrong, we should judge them by failures and successes. Should we judge ourselves only by successes or should we also judge ourselves by successes and failures, right? If, if our bare minimum starting requirements for getting a certification, becoming a professional member, maintaining your certification and maintaining your professional membership aren't high enough to prevent uh, uh, people who possibly aren't at the same level 
from achieving them, then shouldn't we be making them more difficult? Well, right? Police are wrong. Well, you're you're uh, you're dealing with with ethics, and ethics sometimes don't 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 work with business. Um, and should it? Yes, a hundred percent, it should. Uh, so now, when someone is a, a whistleblower, if you will, or at least someone who re- reveal that there is a, a challenge here, then then it, is that which who's uh, who is now uh, hoodwinking whom, if you will? Well, okay. So there's lots of hoods and there's lots of winking. I don't know that anyone's hoodwinking anyone. Um, we're all adults, so we should all know. But if we want to be taken seriously, right? If you go up on LinkedIn, you will always find some young safety professional who is upset that they're not taken seriously because they're fresh out of college or they're not taken seriously because of their gender or their race or their sexual preferences or their hair color. And the thing is, many people don't take safety professionals seriously because we have built up a history that we are all responsible for of saying silly things, doing silly things, and not knowing what we are doing, right? So I don't care that you have a gray goatee, that you shave your head, that you are black or that you are married. What I care about is if you say you're a safety professional, is there enough evidence to convict you? Right? We keep making it easier and easier on the one hand to become a safety professional, right? To get that P after your name somehow. GSP, TSP, ASP, CSP, right? We've doubled the, the number of things you can have that have a P for professional after it. Oh, yes. In order to be a professional member of the ASSP, you can have any certification whatsoever and a degree in any subject from any institution around the world as long as it's accredited by yep. someone right? Then you can be a professional member. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's both a low bar and a high bar, right? Yeah. Because as long as we say you must have that four-year degree in 17th century Danish political history, we're excluding people, but we're not necessarily excluding people based on any valid criteria. Yep. Meanwhile... It's... Ken. Oh, sorry. No, you. <laughs> well, you got the meanwhile, so you got to figure out the. You got to give us the end of the meanwhile. You can't well, just no, but leave us there. So I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to stop your thought because it made no, no. coherent. No, no, this brain will, will will retain it for a little while. Okay. If not, I'll, I'll make so, it up after. <laughs> so, what what is the difference between a PhD in nuclear physics from MIT and a bachelor's degree in 17th century Danish political history from De Vry. And, and 
I'm not saying that one is worse than the other. I'm saying they're not the same. Especially when you're looking for the specialist. Well, but, and that's, it's very difficult here because we're saying a professional is not a technician, right? A uh. technician has very specific knowledge, right? And a professional is someone who is capable of handling things that they haven't already learned. Uh -huh. See, so right? now that gives us some context there. So, uh, and, and the reason why I set you up with that one is because truly when you say, and when people, and I get this question a lot, so that's why I'm, I'm with you here. And I'm almost like, like semi devil's advocate, but I, I hear you. And I hear you because I answer this question a lot, but you, the crux sometimes is, uh, what are you going for? What's your, what's your designation? Are you a specialist? Are you a te tech, um, technician? Are you a practitioner? Are you a professional? And then each one of those have their own or supposed to have their own dedicated criteria and hierarchy where when you're coming in, you're coming in as a technician or specialist, or maybe uh, as you're learning or technician, excuse me, then you're learning to be a specialist and then you're going to work your way into you know practitioner and then you're going to be a professional in those orders. But if you are a professional in our safety field with the criteria given by ASSP, as you just described, with a degree that has nothing, I'm a, I'm a professional and my bachelor's is in marketing and uh, you know, my master's in public administration. And if I were to talk to a doctor in industrial hygienist and we've got the same designate or I should say the same uh, stamp on our ASSP membership, is that the, the disconnect right here, Bill? More than that, right? Because so you've got a bachelor's in marketing, right? And you've got a master's in public administration. Now, there is nothing about either of those degrees that prevents you from being not only a safety professional, but an excellent safety professional. Would you agree? Right? Sure, yes. But there's also nothing in either of those degrees that guarantees it. Yes. Right? College, like many things, you get out of it what you put into it. Now, there are, there are many colleges where people are able to get degrees and get very little out of the degree. And then there are other colleges. I shouldn't even center it on colleges. There are some people who go to college and float through and get a degree. And there are some people who go to college and learn things, okay, and work. You get more mm -hmm. out of it the more you put into it. So I'm not oh, yeah. saying college is useless. And I'm not saying that a degree in marketing or a degree in history of the American musical or art appreciation or 17th century Danish political history has no value. What I'm saying is they don't inherently have a value, okay? You... Yeah along your travels <clears throat> have gained knowledge, skill, abilities. You have Stuff. become you. <laughs> yes. Stuff, right? Stuff <laughs> and things, yeah, right? So the path you traveled got you to where you are today, okay? Mm -hmm. You may have learned a great deal in both of your degrees, you may have learned very little in either of them. You, it, it could be anywhere on the spectrum. What, what cheeses me off is when you go see 
advertisements for master's degrees, you very seldom see, well, you're going to learn more here. You see, we're going to get to the degree faster. Yeah. You're going to earn more money when you're done. Mm-hmm. Those are the selling points. Yeah. Right? So it, it seems like possibly, hypothetically, those folks have lost their way. And that's fine because they're not in my industry. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But when we in safety lose our way, then it affects my bottom line. Because that's if I go to someone and say, yeah, I've been doing safety for X number of years and blah, blah, blah. And they say, we had a guy with a master's degree two weeks ago who told us that the bandsaw blade in the garbage bag wasn't a problem, but the sealed bottle with uh, 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 chewing tobacco spit in it was, right? Uh, You and I know that regardless of containers, a bandsaw blade in a plastic garbage bag is a problem. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. We're never supposed to put those there. Yeah. So I don't care if you're a CSP and a professional member of the ASSP and have a master's degree in underwater basket weaving. If, if you say things like that, that detracts from all of us. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you know, the world is going to collapse because one person said something silly. But that's, that's the standard we've set, right? Here's the bar. And if you're able to get over the bar, then we're saying, you know what you're doing. So perhaps we need to change our criteria. Yeah not only for achieving professional status, but also maintaining it, right? So you're looking at a, a problem that is, it is so deeper rooted because, and you know, back when my, my waste order days, and I've been a licensed waste order operator for, for a long time, back in the nineties, when I got my license and each license, and there's a equivalent to this, because each license in your state, you have to renew every two years. And the only same way you could do it. Say, uh, uh, same shit, different day. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm wondering is. if that's where that came from. The, the, yeah, that is, that, is, that is my industry. <laughs> and anytime you smell it, it's like, smells like money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with our, with our uh, licenses in Florida, it's every two years, regardless of when you get your license, it's just two years within a certain date, and you need to prove a certain amount of continuing education uh, for your license type. And so they split up the licenses to A, B, C, and D. In some states, it's by numbers. So at that point, you could tell that the practitioner, even though I'm a wastewater A, that is a wastewater license. So we have many different people that are licensed, but now with a, a, a distinction of a letter, a distinction of a number, that little nomenclature change can be something that we could use as a differentiator that says, hey, not, not only am I a CSP or for my case, I'm a COS and a COSM. Uh, so in case we wanted to, we could actually say, this is a, a level one, level two a type three, a type A, and that might be some sort of um, way of, of 
doing this if we keep the same nomenclature, if you will. Well, exactly. And, and that would keep the relationship with BCSP. And that's, that's fine in its own way. But let me throw this out at you. What if the American Society of Safety Professionals had more than, you know, four kinds of membership? So instead of student, member, professional member, and member emeritus, right? ooh, and I pronounced it right, um, what if we said, you know, there's members, there's professional members, and then in that professional membership, there's grades, right? And we base your, your ranking on things like publishing, mentoring, uh, giving back to safety and something tangible, right? Uh, what, what is it they do in colleges? It's publish or parrot, right? Before yeah. you get tenure, you have to publish or you're not going to get tenure, yeah. right? Um, we, we could do a publish or parish, right? We, we could give people uh, uh, some sort of award points or whatever based on actual accomplishments, right? We could have a mentorship program where new young aspiring professionals come into the association and are teamed up with someone who is very accomplished in some portion. Right? Yeah, we do that in um in the the tracks. I've I've done that with buys and um and also with the 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 consulting track. I've, I've understand, but, but I see but where you're going though we don't have an organized thing where like, let's say someone new comes in and, and they get assigned to Sheldon for six months. And during that six months, Sheldon is giving them, you know, little assignments. And this doesn't have to be in person. We've got mm-hmm. the interwebs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how we did it. You, you give them little assignments, you answer their questions, you help them understand, and then you pass them off to someone else. So maybe after you, uh, they go to Ron Gant and Ron Gant teaches them a little something and answers their questions and gives them little assignments. And after six months, they go on to someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, gee, what profession works like that? Is it the medical profession? Yeah. And then you'll have that in engineering as well. Right. So in the, in the medical profession or in engineering, you must have a degree in that field, okay? Now, the, the difference is, I don't think you or I want someone to take uh, our appendix out or our spleen if they've got a degree in 17th century Danish political history, right? We would prefer they had a medical degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can closely link having that medical degree with the fact that you could identify the difference between a spleen and an appendix, which, which might be important and where one might hope to find it inside the body. Yeah. Or you could do any, mini, miny, mo. that, that might work. Right. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, Hey, I didn't go to medical school, but I stayed at a holiday Inn express last night. That's right. Right. (laughs) Don't worry. I got this. Um, We got this. 
Now, the, the difference is in safety, it is possible for you to learn the things you need to learn without going through a, a safety educational program. Okay? Yeah. So possibly what the degree is in isn't so important, which is how we currently have things set up. I would only offer that if any degree on the planet has the possibility of being equivalent, then things other than degrees must also be equivalent. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, you got to, um, and and I agree. Just just to to start that basis, but um, let's say that you're <laughs> you're thinking it through as um, let's say you're 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 talking to high school graduates, and right now you're trying to get those high school graduates to think college. And right. if you're going to present to them the occupational safety and health field, I believe to my core that college grad, when those high school students take that on and they become college grads, that's all they need. They should never, ever, ever be another designation or anything else that has to go on top of that unless it's to show that it's a validation of a specialty. And so now you have a specialty validation to your degree, and that's almost like a badge, if you will. And once you see that, then now is what I believe is, is quintessential. But for the rest of us that are like, we may not even got out of high school and we're getting into college or, and we tried, uh, I should say, we're getting into the workforce and we're trying to, to build ourselves in a workforce. We're looking at these designations as if I could just get a designation in something, I could prove that I, I, I have validation of my knowledge. And that's where I think is, is, is where we're looking at right now. What, what do you think? I understand. But uh, you brought up an interesting point, right? So if you're, if you're talking to uh, uh, seniors and juniors in high school and, and they're getting ready to start applying to colleges or perhaps they've been accepted by a college and they've got to pick, they've got to start working on what do I want to major in, right? Because your major is very important and it, it, if you, if you don't want to be bagging groceries at Safeway, you can't major in literature. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what is it that no matter what major you had, no matter what institution you went to, no matter how long it took you to complete your degree, what is the accomplishment? What, what have you proven? Yeah, and that's the, that's the degree. Well, no, no, understand. But so like some people say, well, oh, you, you mean, you mean, um, as far as, uh, and you, you mean as far as activity and, and, and experience? Well, no, no, no. Uh, 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 so what, what some people say is that just achieving the four-year degree proves that you can set a goal and stick to it. Yes. Okay. Some people do say that. Now we all knew that kid in college who changed his major seven times. Right. And, and stayed in for eight years and finally graduated because they were tired. Of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and I don't know that guy and he wasn't my friend. So, but, so if, if instead of going to college, let's say you sign up for the U S Navy and you serve eight years 
did you also set a goal and stick to it and accomplish it? Absolutely. Okay. Or so, the same thing, you had to take care of your family and you couldn't go to college, but you stayed at that job and you, you paid the rent and you did whatever you need to do. That's accomplishment. That's sticking through it. What, what do you have right. to show? <laughs> so, so while it, it's very easy to point to the degree and say, hey, here it is, here is achievement. If we're going to be open and inclusive and uh, 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 understand that everyone's journey and everyone's story is important, then shouldn't we start by saying, you didn't go to college, you took care of your family after your, your father passed away or your mother passed away or nobody passed away. And you stuck at that horrible job day in and day out, you've shown that you can set a goal, stick to it and accomplish it, right? Yeah. Don't, if, if we want everyone else to be open-minded, right? What is, what does safety say? We want uh, uh, business managers and business executives and business owners to understand that safety is important and that safety and productivity can coexist and we want them to open their mind past safety is a stick to beat employees with, right? Mm -hmm. So shouldn't we do the same thing? Shouldn't we lead by example? You could even take it one step further. Shouldn't we be striving to have OSHA not punish organizations when people are injured, right? If, if you're running an organization and you have a couple of injuries, what happens, right? You're in trouble with OSHA and your insurance premiums go up. So you're being told that safety is a stick to beat you with. You don't get any points for all the good things you do in your safety program. And, and we as safety professionals want to tell you, oh no, but you need to do all these good things. Right? You need to have a proactive safety program. You need to learn before the incidents. You mm -hmm. need to have learning teams after incidents. You need to have an open door policy. You need to do all these things. Yeah. But you don't get any credit for doing that. No matter how much of that you do, as soon as you get an injury, your insurance premiums go up and you've got trouble with OSHA. Yeah. And then the next injury, the insurance premiums go up again. You've got more trouble with OSHA. And now- it's a vicious cycle. Exactly. So how do we lead as safety professionals, right? Mm -hmm. we, we lead by saying, hey, you know what? This system belongs to somebody else and they can keep doing it. This is what we're going to do, right? And this is how we're going to offer value, not only to our members- but to the people who utilize our services, yeah. right? Which is, which is everybody, huh? right? We're going to build a model that ensures that the professional you hire has a certain level of knowledge and skill, okay? We're going to lobby with OSHA that 
rules that no longer apply to things need to be removed, right? Because we want you to remove the rules at your organization when they no longer apply. Yep. Right. If you've got safety rules that are actually detrimental, we want you to get rid of them instead of letting them become safety clutter. I am. So we lead by example. If we want uh, inclusion, then we have to lead by example. If if we want to provide value, then we have to provide value. 